On today's show, it was Valentine's Day, so we're going to show some love to the Mavericks. We're going to say things that we love this season so far, stuff we have not loved this season, and stuff we would love to see happen for the Dallas Mavericks. Talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe right now. Join over 10 thousand mffls raccoon squad card carrying members join them all subscribe on youtube joining me as always my co-host contributor writer at mavs.com the valentine's day valedictorian the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris i got my pajamas on i'm ready i'm ready i was was about to say he's either wearing a picnic blanket for a shirt or whoa whoa (laughs) i mean you're getting all gink you're getting your gingham up we're recording this on Valentine's night, so we need to get this oh, pod. Oh, we didn't need we, to know this. We need to get this pod over <laughs> with. <laughs> um, Ultimate Gingham style. <laughs> Let's uh, shut this pod down. Uh, but no, shout out to my wife, man. Uh, the rock of our shut family. It shut it down. She wants me to shut this pod down right now. But um, <laughs> she she's awesome. She's been my Valentine since I was in high school. And, you and uh, got two kids, so the two kids, the the dog, and just uh, we went out to eat the house, the, most- the pod. This guy's living. This guy's living <laughs> the large pod. right there. <laughs> we we went out for this like super the fanciest meal we've ever eaten in our life in downtown Dallas the other night. You went and to I, Wendy's, <laughs> close Taco Bueno. Yeah, no, we went to Perry's in Dallas, and it's just Ooh. so out of my comfort zone. And I did that after like we booked, we did this reservation. After I did this Twitch stream for the Mavs, Mavs.com, go watch the Twitch stream there with his talk. And so I was wearing the 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 Dirk jacket with my Luca PEs on. Mm. And I'm like, they have a dress code. And I just don't do well in those settings. Did they let you in with that? They did. They did. Um, but that's just in a whole different stratosphere than what I'm used to. But my wife enjoyed it. We enjoyed a good Valentine's. And uh, shout out to her. Well, I enjoyed my Valentine's. If you guys have been following my story of my football team, uh, literally today on my doorstep, I get delivered this. If you're listening on the podcast, it's literally a Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl hat and shirt that I ordered literally right as soon as they won the AFC Championship game. I ordered it, and they delivered it the day after. Just a a kick right in the dirk. Like, just, (laughs) just what you need the day after. All right. Let's get into our game today. So we're talking about it's Valentine's Day, or at least when we're recording this. We're talking about things that we have loved from the Mavs, things we have not loved, and things that we would love to see. I'm going to start. I'd love to see this. Mine's obvious. Finish early. I I have loved Luka Doncic (laughs) of late. Obvious, right? Super obvious. Mm. Over the last 13 games, Luka is averaging 33 points, 10 boards, 10 assists, just four turnovers. He's shooting almost 50% from the field, 40% from three. Just 72% from the from free throw, but he's taking 10 free throws a game, nine threes a game. The Mavs are eight and five in this stretch. And uh, 
Luca has just been absolutely dominant over this last stretch. I mean, one player of the week, uh, if we care about these awards, I mean, it's something. Only when Mavs win them do we care about them. Otherwise, they exactly. don't matter. That's the only time we'll ever tweet about them or talk about them. But, I mean, <laughs> the stretch, you look at his numbers over the past week. The most runaway player of the week, you know, winner out there. If a guy averages 43 points in a week, then uh, just shut it down. Okay. he's Shut it down! He's got to win the award, but... Like you said, I mean, this stretch, I mean, he's just, I mean, this is what peak Luca looks like, right? I mean, he, he looks so fresh out there. He looks like he's lost a ton of weight. Oh, yeah. He looks like he's, he's played into shape so much. Commented um, on it last uh, the other night, by the way. After the game, someone asked him, hey, can you keep up this minute load? Because, I mean, he's only averaging 35 minutes a game for the season. But since he's he's come back here, like the last, let's say his last, like, 14 games. So yeah, this last stretch, he's at 36 minutes a game. And a couple of those, he sat in fourth quarter. So like he's getting 38, 42, 37, 30. I mean, he's when, when games when the Mavs need him, he's playing 37, 42 minutes a game. And, uh, and it's, he can, he can play it. And he said afterwards, it helps you get into shape. So he's like, I'm all for it. I mean, you look at Luca's season and you think about the narrative that has followed him this season, but then you look at his numbers I mean, he's really close to having the best statistical season that he's had so far. Wow. He's aver- right now, he's averaging 27 points, nine assists, nine rebounds. Um, he's shooting 45% from the field. Quietly, he's gotten his three-point percentage up to 33%. I mean, up remember to, when, Up to 33. But I'm saying, I, like, I feel like we it was you know 30 or below for a lot right. of the season. Um, you know, the highest... You know, he ever averaged was a sophomore season. He averaged 28.8 points a game, right? 29. I mean, he's at 27 now. The highest amount of, you know, points in, or assists and rebounds. That sophomore season, he averaged nine and a half assist, or nine and a half rebounds, eight, about eight and a half assists. So, I mean, he's, he's right there. I mean, he's really close <laughs> to that. And I say it's really close because I feel like a lot of the people, even now, I feel like there's still people out there like, ah, yeah, I mean, Lucas having a pretty good seat. If you if they're not watching him right now, if they're not really looking at his stats, uh, I mean, Luca, he's been better of late, but you know, this is kind of a down year for him, you know, out of shape coming in a you know season. Mavs doing pretty good, but you know, Lucas just gotta go to that next level. It's like, oh, wh- where is he at? Like this is the time of year you have to change your narratives that you had at the in the first half of the season, right? You can't keep the same stuff from the very beginning of the season. You gotta keep watching, you gotta keep changing what you're seeing from teams because it's completely different at this point. Yeah, and now. I'm not trying to say the he came in out of shape was the, a false narrative because that was true. We no, talked about it's on this just not pod. true anymore. <laughs> but what's not true is Lucas having a bad season, which I think some people who are not watching or fully keeping up with him would w- kind of fall into that, you know, that trap of that of he can start like he did, play himself in the shape, have a slower start as far as conditioning wise, and still have an amazing season. I mean, he keeps this up. He's going to get that other first, you know, team all all NBA spot in the backcourt, like especially if the team stays, you know, fourth or fifth in the West. Absolutely. What's something you've loved for the map so far this season? Oh man. Okay. So I looked at it from different angles. Um, I'm just going to say, I'll say this Dorian Finney Smith's extension. Mm. And I just love that they lock this thing down that when they made the KP trade, and we were all, it's like, okay, KP's gone. You know, I, I even, I went back and listened to 
uh, the ringers like NBA show, uh, NBA trade deadline show. And I was just listening to it yesterday in the car. I was driving different places, doing some errands. And it was funny because I heard him in the moment react to the Porzingis trade and all of that. And Kevin <laughs> O'Connor immediately was like, Dallas's team I'm watching over these last like 20 minutes, they're going to make another move. Like they have to make another move. Brunson's got one of them because this, you know, coming summer, all that. Obviously, Dallas never made another move. And, but it was just like, I felt like a lot of people thought, okay, they traded Porzingis. Now they're going to trade some of these other pieces. They're not going to walk into the summer with having both of these guys. They didn't really clear up money, you know, in the Porzingis deal. So now what are they doing it for? Are they going to lose these guys for nothing? And Porzingis is gone and they locked it up really quick. And, you know, to get that number. So something we've been hearing about Dorian is, okay, is it 15 million a year? You know, I feel like some people's throwing that out there. What could, because what Dorian gives you as that three and D, you know, wing in the league, everybody wants a guy like Dorian Finney Smith. So yeah, it's like, I already kind of penciled it in at 15, you know, 15 mil a year. And then bam, they signed him to the, he agrees to the extension it, the max amount Dallas could give. And it's a little bit less per year than, so you look at it and uh, Keith Smith tweeted it out as, as far as, do we ever agree with what we call spot track, spot track or spo track, spo track or spot rack. It's either one of those spot rack. Mm. Spot rack. Either way, y'all know what we're talking about. He tweeted out the <laughs> maximum, um, the uh, kind of details of the deal next season, $12.4 million for Dorian next season. Then 13.3, then 14.3, then 15.3. Final season of that, as we know, player option on the final season has the little 5% trade bonus on that. And it's like, that that's that's the cost of locking in Dorian Finney-Smith long-term is, hey, we're going to give you a trade. number for the, for the num only number they could give him this year. Exactly. And to get him to agree to that and not even play around free agency to where he could get 15, 16 million dollars a year is, hey, we'll give you a, a little trade kicker. We'll give you a player's a player option on that last year. Absolutely. Do it. Let's go. And I just thought that was a I thought that was a huge win for the Mavs. I thought it was a win for Dorian. Obviously, super happy for him. Luca loves him. And you just like you look at the market value for that deal. I mean, it was just what last year Luke Kennard signed a four year deal. I mean, Luke Kennard's making around the same amount of money four years, $64 million for Luke Kennard. I mean, we could go, I mean, you just look at the the deals around that range. And I'm like, it, it felt like Dorian's last deal, the, the three for, I think $12 million where he's yeah. making four a year. We're like, man, that's kind of, a, that's kind of a deal. He wasn't the shooter. He was when he signed that now he's the shooter. And it's like, I feel like we're kind of getting another deal in the sense of getting him for around that 12 to $13 million a year mark. Then I feel like he could, he could get more. We could look at this a year from now and saying, Oh dang, he really could have got like 16, 17 million a year. Absolutely. All right. Coming up, a couple more things we've loved from the maps this year and a couple of things we hope to happen. I would love if this happened for the Mavericks. Talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about bet online. Football is over. Sadly for some of us, Football's been over for a while for some of the rest of you. From the latest odds, totals, player performance Whoa. props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your betting needs. They have right now the NBA dunk contest available. If you want to put down some money, you want to put be uh, be a little interested in it. Jalen Green, number one, plus you know, one plus one fifty. Obi Toppin plus 175, Cole Anthony plus 375, and Juan Toscano Anderson plus 450. You could win some actual money if Juan Toscano Anderson, Luca's random rival, 
wins the dunk contest. So go check it out. Bet online. Go check out all that they have to offer. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, Dallas Stars, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Go to BetOnline. It's BetOnline where the game starts. We have odds of what's going to happen after this pot. All right, Isaac Harris. I got a couple more things that I love. Can I share two more things that that I've loved so far? Jalen Brunson has become a playmaker. Mm. I love that about Jalen Brunson. Last season, in 68 games, he only had five games of seven or more assists per game, or seven more assists in a single game. 68 total games last year he played. Only five games he hit that seven assists or more. And most of them were seven assists. One of them was nine assists. This year, in just 56 games, he's had 19 games of seven or more assists in a game. And some people will say, well, he's playing more minutes. Okay, yeah, his minutes are up from 25 minutes a game to 32 minutes a game. So he's playing about seven minutes more. But his assist percentage is up from 21% to 28%. So it's not just the minutes. It's not just, okay, he's getting more opportunity, and so he's setting people up more. He is taking advantage of that opportunity, and he's really become the playmaker that the Mavs needed, which is maybe the biggest development, not just his scoring, his straight-up go get a bucket for us, but the way that he can – he isn't just, you know – tunnel vision, going right to the basket, doing nothing else. I feel like that's what we saw from Jalen Brunson his first couple of years is, okay, Borzingis is open in the corner or Dorian's open in the other corner. Maxie's open behind him and he just doesn't hit anybody and he goes right to the basket and takes like a really tough shot. Sometimes makes it, sometimes he doesn't. But he's added the pass to his game and he's added that court vision and it's opened up so much for the Mavs. Yeah, it's like his first few seasons in the league, it was just his craftiness around the rim. And now he's added like an explosiveness and a playmaking aspect of his game that has taken his I mean that's if we're gonna talk about just bigger bigger positive stories for the whole season for the maps it's Brunson taking taking the, the move 100%. You know, the, the leap however you want to say it that you know step up to that next level the Brunson because, bound well like if you just take you know Brunson you know not to view it as like trade asset and all of that but like a, a year ago we we're saying you know, Dallas just doesn't have any young guys at all. Like, even if they wanted to be in any conversation, like, well, Dallas just doesn't have anything. Now, fast forward to now, how many people around the league are loving Jalen Brunson and all of that? And that's just a testament to the the step up he's made as a player. Absolutely. Do you have any more that you things that you love? I was gonna say Theo Pinson's energy off the bench. Love it. It's the best. Um, Luke Askew, as I said it right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Mavs Moneyball, he. He wrote a friend of the pod. He wrote a story about it over the past few weeks. That was good about just the Pinson's impact. He asked kid about it. Kid, you know, raved about him uh, at that. Who asked that question? A, Who asked that question? Luke, Luke, that's a good question. I think what the irony of it is, I think he said, "Hey, you like kid joked with him that like, you must watch games." And I'm Do like, "You actually watch the games." The irony of that is you. It's not even the game. It's like Theo's not playing. He's paying so. attention to the bench while the game is going on. Is what, is yeah. what Luke was doing. Uh, so, but, <laughs> but it was it's funny. But it was a good, really good angle of the story. And uh, he talked to Theo. But I just love his. I love his oh, yeah. personality. I mean, I'm a homer when it comes to Theo Pinson. But I love <laughs> I'll, it. I'll take that and uh, and raise you. The thing that I have loved so far this season is that you and I have not had the oh god, it's Jason Kidd time again conversation yeah. and rolled our eyes right at the beginning of the season and even when they signed him in the offseason save all the off the court things and, and reasons why the Mavs uh, I thought shouldn't have hired him he has been 
a completely different coach in person than we've seen in the past. Now, we will have to wait on the defense. We've seen the Milwaukee Bucks have an incredible defense the first year, and then the second year just completely fall off the wagon. So I'll be really interested to see how that plays out. But for this season, there's been no – I've had no issues with what Jason Kidd has done. Like rotations, there's been a couple things here and there. But by and large, within about two weeks, he fixes that thing, right? Dwight Powell is playing yeah. – starting and playing like 30 minutes a game. And we're just like beating our heads against the table because we've just seen this happen so many times. And he changes it. Now he's averaging like 20 to 18 minutes a game, which is right in the sweet spot for a Dwight Powell type player. The defense has just completely changed under Jason Kidd and the rest of the staff. Like give give credit to Sean Sweeney as well. He's been the defensive arch, you know, architect. This year with Luca on the court, the Mavs have a 108.3. So they're allowing 108 points per 100 possessions. Defe- that's a defensive rating. They're sixth best in the NBA. With Luca on the court and KP off the court, it's 109.6, which is 10th best, which is still still really good. So some people are saying, well, that's because KP has been a rim protector and been good. True, he has been good, but the defense is, is still really good with just Luca and not KP. If you take a look at last year's numbers, okay. So Luca on the court this year, sixth best defense. Last season, Luca on the court, defensive rating is 115.3. It was a 27th ranked defense in the NBA last year, if mm. just Luca was on the court. And then with Luca on the court and KP off the court last year, they were the 11th best defense. <laughs> think about think about the difference between those two. Uh, but that's just a testament to what Jason Kidd and this staff has done. And I've been I- extremely impressed with the way he's handled himself so far, the way that he's... Um, you know, they've not, they've had zero, absolutely zero drama that we have heard of or seen or anything like that. Now we're not near, near the team as much as we had been in the past. So maybe we would have heard some more things if we were close well, to the team in locker rooms, but we tri- haven't heard anything. Yeah. It would have trickled out by now, at least something. I mean, the only thing that we, you know, semi made fun of or like question was the leadership council voting to play every player in an NBA game and them doing it. But, and that was more of a gimmick about uh, instil- instilling trust in players. Like I would honestly rather yeah. have that happen and have a dumb gimmick like that to try and instill trust in players than like if some that's of the things the Jason cost, Kidd did in the past. Right. <laughs> if that's the cost to build team chemistry, then let's do it. My, my last thing on that was a smaller thing that builds on that is there is a, a, a willingness to change course whenever needed. True. Yep. And that's from kid. That's the front office. That's the examples that you gave about kid Dwight Powell, Marquis Chris, leaving Marquis Chris in over Dwight Powell when Marquis Chris was signed to a 10 day and he's playing better against cat and all of that. I'm like, Ooh, mental note right there. Like Rick Carlos probably not doing that. Starting and, Tim, not starting Tim, you know, yeah. not starting Brunson, starting Brunson, all that willing to change it up. And even going up to the front office in Nico Harrison of, I needed time to see this roster. I seen it and he made the big move and swapping out KP. I mean, the a massive move for two rotation guys that's going to come off the bench to shake it up to a willingness to change. And that's that's a um, breath of fresh air. Absolutely. Give me something that you have not loved so far this season. Um, I'd say not swinging for another big at the deadline. You know, <laughs> I ha- yeah, I have this exactly. Just that, you know, Dwight's been playing OK as of late, but. I, you know, just going into this last part of the season in the in the playoffs, you know, they're committing to a whole different style. So I, I mean, they're they're obviously going to play the small ball. Let's do you know shooters around Luca, one big for a lot of times. Dwight just be the roller, all of that, and Dwight and Luca have the chemistry. I get all of that. Um, 
I just, there's just something about it. It's like, man, if you could have gotten, I don't know if there are any deals on the table. So I hate the whole like, oh, you should have got Rashawn Holmes. And it's like, well, you don't even know if they could have even remotely got it. They didn't trade Rashawn Holmes to anybody. So we don't even know yeah. if he was available. So that's just something of, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a storyline for the rest of the season. Probably. Oh, I completely. One of my things I have not loved is that Dwight Powell is still the Mavs starting center. Dwight Powell has been great in his role. If he's a backup center, amazing. Excellent. That's a, a great player to have off your bench. But as a starting center, you're giving up so much in so many areas. Defense, uh, rebounding, <laughs> it's just uh, scoring. <laughs> passing it's just so many different things you're giving up and so i think that the mavs that has to be a thing that they look at and now that porzingis is not in the picture anymore you can there's way more options at center that you can add like it's any option right everything is on the table now and where it wasn't when porzingis was on the team and that was one of the reasons why this move to send porzingis out was a process a move to start the process you know porzingis was a process blocking player at times and this was one of the reasons and if you want to move forward with this style and with hey one big and he's just the rim roller it's not a pick and pop it's not a throw down to the post type of guy i mean obviously you would take a cat Jokic, whoever and be type of guy if they yeah. they would come but if it's hey we're this is the style we want to commit to what is the dwight powell in the future upgrade of what's that next level of you know, a Rudy Gilbert compared to a Brooke Lopez. You know, I'm just trying to think of if that's the style you want to commit to as your big being a rim rolling. Can you find a rim rolling big that can also defend the paint too? And that's what I'll just be intrigued moving forward. I mean, we don't even know what was on the deal for him, but that's just something I wasn't in love with. I don't really want to say my other one because it, it would just open up a whole can of worms. But. We'll open up that can of worms, and I'll tell you some of the other things that I have not loved coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I have one right here. Coconut, brownie, chunk. They're delicious. They're great. I actually do love these bars. I'm not going to lie to you. I've ordered them with my own money. Uh, we've gone through this cycle. Built Bar pays us money to say their name and to say you can get them at Built.com for the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off but then they give us money. I then turn around and give that money back to them to get more of their built bars. That's, that is what we have come to now. And that's how much I love these bars. Go check them out. The puffs are good as well. It's got some marshmallow in there. So if you want different kinds of consistency, if you're a consistency type of guy, like Isaac is with his food, you want to try the different types. So go check them out. Coconut brownie chunk is the best one. Again, built.com promo code locked 15. All right, Isaac Harris, a couple more things that I have not loved, and then we'll share the stuff that we would love to see going forward. A thing that I have not loved is Jalen Brunson's free throw rate. I'll just do this one quickly. Brunson has had a great year. Brunson is you know scoring when the Mavs need to. I talked about his playmaking in the first segment, but Jalen Brunson's free throw rate, he's just averaging 2.6 free throws per game. That's not enough for Ooh, a second, a secondary guy. That in a while. <laughs> second for a secondary guy on a team. His free throw weight rate is uh just about 20%. I say free throw weight. I know. I was like, <laughs> he's free throwing that weight everywhere. He needs to lose weight at the free throw line. And free throw rate is the number of free throw attempts per the number of field goal attempts. So he's just not getting to the line at any rate that, that's good. He's getting to the rate basically of a jump shooter. Guys like OG Ananobi, Terry Rogier, Reggie Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Devin Booker, the D'Angelo Russell. Those guys have that that type of free throw rate. And I think that the Mavericks need Brunson to get some easier buckets, right? And to get to the line a little bit more. Uh, and I think that has to go up for him to take another another step forward here. 
Yeah, I mean that that's the whole what what's the next level for Brunson as a scorer? Yeah. And getting to the line will help him. I mean, I know it, it becomes really nitpicky, but whoever that second scorer is next to Luca, can they have the ability to hit 30 points in a night or in a, in a playoff game? They have to. And I, and I don't have Brunson's numbers in front of me, but I don't know how many 30 point games we've seen from Jalen Brunson. I would say it's pretty slim. And I, something that would help with that is if he can get to the free throw line one. a little bit more. He had one, the San Antonio game. Yeah. So everyone scored. That's a ne- ne- next level for him. Absolutely. Now, Brunson's free throw rate is the same also as Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, Fred Van Bleet, Drew Holiday. There are star type players that do get this, but I think for him, especially as a smaller guard, you got to get to the line a little bit more and have to uh, get your points where, where you can get them. So yeah. even just, I mean, even just one more time. Like if you just look at some of the guys like Steph Curry, you know, gets the line 4.8 times a game. Uh, Paul George gets the line 4.5 times a game. So his free throw rate is, is low, but he still gets the line more. Uh, if he even got to the line, like just one draw one more foul a game, right? And all of a sudden that, I think that changes stuff for the Mavs. Uh, other thing I have not loved so far this season. Some of, you know, I had to, I had to be away for three years and live in Florida. And now I'm back this year. I'm back in the arena. I'm loving everything about going to games. It's incredible getting to be at games, getting to feel the crowd's energy, get to see Luca in person, get to see all this stuff happen, look down at the bench and see Dudley and Dinwiddie talking during a game and get to see all that, get to hang out with you in the press box at times, get to hang out with Kevin Gray in the seat where I normally sit because I try to stay away from you guys. Whoa. But being back in the arena Uh, and seeing what the Mavericks parade around Every game in the in the the vein of entertainment is sickening to me. Wait, that Mavs man about? still has a place oh. in this organization. It terrifies me straight to my bones that Mavs man is still part of this organization and that he's just out there. Children are just looking at Mavs man and just and being terrified. I bet there are children that go to bed at night and cannot sleep because all they do when they close their eyes is see that man's face. I cannot, I cannot stand idly by anymore if Mavsman is still the mascot of this organization. Champ, I have no beef with Champ. Mavsman, I don't want to get anywhere close to him. Have what do you think seen... his skin feels like? Do you think his skin feels like a basketball? Or does it feel like human skin that looks like a basketball? Here's my thing. Have we ever seen Mavsman and Bob Vargas in the same place? <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't seen them in the same place. Have we ever seen Mavsman and Chandler Parsons in the same place? Chandler can't jump like that. <laughs> he does it off a trampoline. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm Mavs man terrifies me and I'm, I'm out on Mavs man. All right, let's look forward to some of the things that we would love to see. So you mentioned that, you know, Dwight Powell and, and Mavs starting center. I also mentioned that I've not loved starting center. I would love it going forward. If the Mavericks lied to us and still got a center in the buyout market, right? If, if Nico mm. Harrison just completely lied to us on trade deadline day saying, you know, I think our roster set, we're not going to go after anybody. Here's a couple of names that have been mentioned for uh, for buyouts as far as bigs go. Tristan Thompson, hate that one. Not uh, that that I don't that I don't think makes the Mavs better. I'm starting with the worst ones. I'm getting better. I'm getting better as it goes okay. on. I got five names or four names. Derek Favors, Thunder guy. He has not played a whole lot for them. He's definitely a buyout candidate. Uh, I could see him coming to the Mavs, and at least that's a, a guy that's been around a little bit. I could see that as a, as a guy that at least makes the makes the rotation better. Robin Lopez from Orlando. 
that's a great name. That's a, that's a guy that definitely I think would help the Mavericks. I could see him pro- definitely going to Milwaukee before he came to the Mavericks, but that's a name that I think would actually help this rotation. A sneaky name I have not seen often and not seen places. Ooh, Salah. A guy that has been bought out before. Mike Toby. That, that Mavs fans really wanted and didn't get. Gorgie Jang. Oh. Gorgie Jang is playing in Atlanta right now and is not really playing. Like he has not <laughs> is he been playing. He's not been in the he's not been in the rotation since uh, December twenty seventh. He has played in eight games out of their like thirty <laughs> that, that they've played. Mm-hmm. He just can't get. And they have Clint Capella. They have a Kongwu who's really come on strong. They, he just can't find a way to get in this rotation. So he may be a buyout guy, and that is a guy I think makes the Mavs center rotation better. Yeah, I'm just trying, yeah. I, yeah, I guess. Would you rather have Trey Burke the rest of the season or would you rather Gorgie Jang? Just at least another option at center. Yeah, I'm just trying to picture when he would play. That's my only thing. But I mean, he may start. Because you, <laughs> you got to find somebody that's like, if it's a bigger body, somebody that's more mobile than Boban. Because it's like, all right, well, you already have Boban if you want. If you Gorgie need. is more mobile. And, and then somebody that that's bigger than Dwight. So you just get really tricky, especially when you start, when you commit to this type of of basketball. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's not the answer to everything, but I just would love one more center. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of stay into that type of basketball. They want to play something that I would love is if they got the jazz in the first round. Oh, I think that's, that's the team I've, I've zeroed in on of, I want that matchup. And I think Utah will want to avoid that matchup. Just want me to get fired. Well, I just I think if you're Utah, my, if you, you guys don't know, my boss is David Locke, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, the basically the inventor of the screen assist. <laughs> if you're Utah, the team I'm looking at that I don't want to play that's going to play as similar as the Clippers last year in the playoffs that beat us with small ball, it's gonna, it's the freaking Mavericks. Yeah, this and, year, right? Do, do yeah, the same but, thing. Because, like, I don't want any part of Jokic. Sorry, none of that. Jokic will absolutely obliterate and torch our bigs. But let me, let's, let's do the Rudy Gobert thing because we'll, let's spread it out. Well, who are they going to put him on? Like, just Dorian di- again. Yeah, they'll put him on Dorian, but now Dorian can shoot the ball. So do what the Clippers did to Utah. It's like that Ingles is out for the year. You obviously are playing with fire with Donovan Mitchell. And you just kind of try to equal it out with with Luca and Mitchell, and then let's just see what the supporting cast look like and all of that. And I I don't know. I think it's just Memphis is so scrappy, and it's like, hey, I know they they made it last year and got you know torched in the first round, but they can go small, you know, with with Jaron Jackson Jr. Like you're not presenting a you know, outside of Luca just being a mismatch for anybody, you're not really presenting some type of lineup mismatch or something. Like you're not tricking Memphis at all because they can, you know, Jaron Jackson is so mobile at the five spot. But Utah is the one that I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's do the small ball. And I would be pretty confident at this moment, pretty confident in, in the Mavericks moving past Utah in the first round. I would as well. I, I think that is a, a matchup the Mavericks would, would favor for sure. And the Jazz would not, but <laughs> to your point. A um, couple more things I would love. I would love it. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. If Reggie Bullock just never cooled down from three the rest of the season. Yeah. Since December 31st, his return to the lineup. Remember, he was out for a, for a stretch. 
44% from three on six attempts per game. Plus, in that time since December 31st, his plus minus is the highest on the team at 9.1. So when he's on the court, the Mavs are better. He's shooting way better, and it's been it's been awesome to see this version of Reggie Bullock. I freaking love Reggie Bullock. I love that he's turned it around, too, from the beginning of the season. Last one. Or do you have one more? I do, but, I mean, it's more of off season. It's just like, hey, I, I hope – I would love if the Mavs got their second – the second, a clear cut second guy in the next six months. Oh yeah. You went way forward in time. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. So I would love there. that too. <laughs> this is Don't not the about. second guy, but the last thing I would love it. If Davis Bertans was just a flamethrower from three, the rest of the year. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like what if he was just 50% from three, the rest of the year. And they were like, we, we, we can't not play this guy. Because what if he's, he's their shooting. Peja pickup? Oh, like what great. if he's Peja? He, I feel like he's gonna have one moment in the playoffs where he just hits. He comes off the bench, hits five threes, and just changes a quarter. Yes, and Matt's Twitter will just melt. What if? The, and, I mean that that can't. I mean, you put him out there against the Jazz and have him defend like Royce O'Neal or somebody. I mean, you can pl- you can get away with that. Yeah, it'd be more like, hey, just follow Royce around. I don't know about defend, but. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. There you go, guys. That's some stuff we've loved, have not loved. Let us know in the comments what are some things you have loved from the Mavericks this season. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Lockdown Now. The Lockdown Now podcast is nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. They also do NHL. Our friend Dane Lewis of the Lockdown Stars podcast will be on that one. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. We go. Boom!